You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's time for the World Arm Wrestling League this week. I'm your host Neil Pickup, and it is on. Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to World Arm Wrestling League this week. We are back post 506, post season 500 in World Arm Wrestling League. And we got to get straight into action tonight with the outcome of the main event. Did it go how you thought it was going to go? Did it go how anybody thought it was going to go? In truth, I think Jerry Cadorette expected that kind of war. Uh, Michael Todd was a bit more like my missus on our honeymoon night. Would have liked to get things over a little quicker. Sure, it would have been great for that to end on a pin, but let's not forget the action up to that point. It was absolutely unbelievable. Seems like every time that Michael and Jerry face each other across an arm wrestling table, it is just a recipe for war. And we wanted to hear from both men to get their thoughts and feelings post-match get a few answers around the controversies that have been all over social media since that match took place. Ladies and gentlemen, my guests on tonight's World Arm Wrestling League show are Monster Michael Todd and Jerry Cataret. Ladies and gentlemen, it's taken a while to get these guys together. Not on the table, but certainly on the podcast. We've managed to do it today, though. I am joined by the gingerbread man, Jerry Cadaret and Monster Michael Todd. Fellas, how are you doing? Doing good. Doing good, man. Happy to be here. Good stuff. Jerry, we're going to start with you first, mate. We are going to start with you first. Now, we've come off 506, and uh, I think it's fair to say that heading into that, probably nobody felt that you would have a war as hard as you did the last time you guys met in World Arm Wrestling League. It's fair to say, I think on this occasion, it was probably more brutal than the first time. Was that something that surprised you, mate, or did you uh, expect more of the same? Well, I, I did expect it to be a war. I went into it ready for it to be a war. Um, so I can't, you can't say nobody was expecting it to be a war, because I certainly <laughs> was. <laughs> Now, Jerry, you know, there was some chat about you having uh, damage in your arm following the, the, the match with Hutchins. Now, we spoke beforehand, and you told me that you felt like you were right there, you were 100%. If anything, mate, you look like you came in in probably better shape than I've seen you in a long period of time. You looked really ripped up. Um, Yeah, I just I had to rest a lot, so I couldn't do any tricep workouts because uh, it was actually my tricep that was... um hurting from where that uh, brachial radialis muscle tore when against Todd Hutchins, but my biceps, I felt really strong. You know, I was doing heavy bicep workouts, just um, rested my tricep and uh, stayed uh, away from any any arm wrestling at all uh, from Todd Hutchins until I went against Michael Todd. Now, Michael, obviously, uh, I know you went in there in great shape, mate. You were ready for this. Um, we spoke about it beforehand, and I know you were looking to try and avoid any battles 
and uh, and make it a much easier match than it was last time. Talk about your all-time backfires, eh? Big time. I was hoping that shit would go quick, but it didn't. Well, the first round did, but that was the wrong way. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he felt like a ton as always, man. He's just always strong. It, it's weird because, I, you know, Devin's press, you know, he, he did pin me a couple times, but I, I don't feel the same pressure. Dave's press felt really strong, but I don't feel the same pressure. Um, something about me and Jerry, when we pull in the WAL, it never was. I mean, we always had wars previously, but I get hurt every damn time. Um, it's it, I, I can't. I, I want to pull Jerry again, but never in those traps. Yeah, I think, so I think, it, I think, I think um, I there's going to be. There's going to be changes made, Michael. I, you know, I, having spoken to uh, the guys from World Arm Wrestling League on the night itself, uh, and s- since hearing sort of the rumblings on the on the jungle drums, I'm pretty sure that those those changes will be made. I mean, um, Jerry, is that something you would agree with me? I mean, do you do you have the same issues with the the strap? Obviously, look what happened. But I mean, from a pain perspective, mate. Obviously, we know that it, that it functionality was was problematic there for you. Oh yeah, I mean, I just I want them to be more secure, and yep. uh, having a loose strap doesn't help either one of us. I mean, the whole idea of a strap is, I I liked it to be as tight as possible. Mm-hmm. I think you both, you guys are both uh, cut from a similar cloth in that perspective. I mean, harping back to Michael's match at the Trafford Centre with Devin Larratt, I remember you making the comment, "Duct tape us together, Michael." I'm all about the duct tape. As long as it's <laughs> thick duct tape, don't give me that narrow shit. And narrow shit call I don't think it hurts Jerry at all. It hurts me so damn bad. It is just that there's, there's twice the amount of pressure with me pronating the way I do it and him wedging in and pressing the way he does. It does something to my, my last metacarpal. You know, the nerve damage was apparent, but once I got home and the swelling went down, there's another, there's basically the same hairline fracture in my metacarpal again. Same yeah. exact injury from last year. Only two times it's happened in my life is when I pulled this big dude with that small-ass strap. So, I Jerry, love, are you aware of it, Jerry? Note, go ahead, one quick one. On that oh, note, oh. Yep. you got Devin Larrett chirping that he's got the next, <laughs> he gets the next shot, blah, 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 blah. The dude turned down this match. So, I don't see how he gets it. I'm happy to run back with Jerry as the opener. Just give us something to hold us together that's not so damn narrow, and let's see, see who comes out on top. But Devin over there talking all his shit, I don't even think he – what did he do? He won left-handed. Yeah, that didn't count. Yeah, I, I saw something the other day from Devin <laughs> on there. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta love Dev's enthusiasm there. He was already starting to wind it up. I think I, I put something on one of his posts the other day saying that it looks like uh, the next shot with MTs back on the radar. But to be fair, I think, I think you make a good point, Michael, in many ways that yourself and and Jerry probably both feel, as as I would imagine most people do, that you guys have got unfinished business. If not, you know. If nothing better than the rubber match, I mean it's one on one now in World Arm Wrestling League. Uh, I think both of you would like to do that again without the equipment failure issue in the last round. And let's be honest, fellas, before that, it was a phenomenal arm wrestling match. Oh yeah, no, listen, I, I knew it was going to be a war, and it was exactly what I planned on. Um, I just uh, without the ending, I had yeah. a different ending. Yeah. It was exactly the opposite that I had planned on. <laughs> but uh, it, it's still a different ending. I, I, I just would like one day in my life to not have a long-ass match with Jerry Cataract that I win, right? I'm 
had two short matches with him where I lost. I didn't like those. Those aren't fun. I want to have a short match where I win. That would make my life much easier. Well, obviously, <laughs> let, let's let's walk through the match a little bit, guys. Obviously, the opener, and I wanted to hear this from Jerry first, that that opening round, mate, pretty much a dream start. You couldn't have got out of the blocks any better. Yeah, and I, I think it was uh, Michael anticipating doing something different because he, he wasn't himself. He didn't come backwards. I think he was planning on going inside with me, but that's the wrong way to go. Mm-hmm. Did it, did is that how it felt to you, Mike? Did you sort of um, just adjust your position there, or were you caught napping? Did you miss it? Where were Let you me at? Tell you how I I, I recall. Okay. I had the perfect slip, which is exactly the angle because I went back and watched mine and Jerry's matches last year. The only time in my career that I slept and uh, sweat uh, slipped in such horrible positions in my life against Jerry was last year. Like. I was missing the go, and he's, I'm halfway down before I even start to engage, and I'm slipping just above the pad. In any league other than WAL, those are probably slips and losing, but the WAL doesn't have that. Um, so this year, I got the perfect hit, perfect slip, right to the center of the table. And normally, when I get a slip to the center of the table, I'm like so crazy comic. So I'm like, yeah, it's on now. This dude can't flash me. We put the strap on, and I, I was going to try to hit the same angle. It was more side with back versus than just straight back. And it's like, as soon as they said go, I did neither of those things. You know what I'm saying? I was like, what the hell just happened? I was supposed to have him like in this horrible, horrible position, hand out past his shoulder, and I'm being pinned. So I I walked back over the corner. I was like, well, that didn't work because I don't know what I did. (laughs) So then I was like, okay, I got to go straight back. I just got to go straight back. You know, I've got got the two inches extra elbow pad. I got to use them. I got to come straight back. So in round two, very similar slip, but. Once we're in the strap, I was able to, you know, put the brakes on in a relatively decent position. And then I thought, hey, I got this. And then I feel that same pain again. And that's when I'm actually looking in the crowd and then I'm smiling at Jerry. I'm not smiling because, you know, oh, this is easy. I'm going to win. I'm smiling because I can't freaking believe that I'm got the same damn injury again, you know. Mm. So now I'm like, oh, shit. And for me, Jerry might be, Jerry's probably in a different position. Uh, I needed that win bump. You know what I mean? So I was like, I got to fight to the death to win this thing because, and this may sound like an asshole, I had already counted that money. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I got some bills and that shit's going to pay them. Um, So it just put me in a damn horrible position. I'm down one. uh, I've got the brakes on. I'm in a great position, but I've got the same injury. I know Jerry's not going to quit because last year he didn't. We're in a war. And uh, it was horrible. It was just catastrophic failure on my part. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, this is horrible. So, yeah, as always, I mean, it's a war. It's a war between me and Jerry. Unless I mean, at what, what, what point did you feel the injury, mate? Because, you know, from, from where from where I was sat in the, in the broadcast position there, it looked like at the start of that match that you were comfortable, confident, you had a little bit of cruise control and you were almost trying to put the bleed onto Jerry. So that firstly, I wanted to ask Jerry at the start of that match, were you aware that Mike was in a dominant position and maybe was trying to feed you some rope? Were you just digging in there, mate? Or, or were you holding back a little too? Were you sort of sandbagging him? No, I wasn't uh, holding back. Not that second match. I, I wanted to go up 2-0. And uh, I, uh, I just knew he pulled me to the very back of the pad. So... I uh, I was trying to push his elbow off the back of the pad. Yeah. Um, when uh, I started to get a little bit tired, 
rather than uh, just going for the pin because he was so, uh, I mean, you couldn't get it any closer to the back of the pad where he was. And then he was turned, you know, at almost like an 80 degree angle. So um, it's, it's tough being opened all the way up like that, unless I crawl across the table. Oh, it was a, it was a, the first in a series of unbelievably ugly positions that you guys adopted throughout that match. But it, it seemed like halfway through the match that Mike went from that sort of confidence um, of, yeah, I'm in, a, I'm in a really great spot to, holy Christ. And obviously he's already sort of articulated why that was, because he felt the injury there. Now, at that point, Jerry, were you aware that he was hurt? Did you feel anything give, any movement, any shift in his joint, any shift in the meta, metacarpal muscles, uh, bones in there? Did you feel anything move around at all? No, no I didn't feel anything. I mean, my, my whole thing was just uh, my premise was to keep pushing and trying to drive and I knew he said he had hurt his hand again so I was trying to keep as much pressure on his hand as I could and uh, I mean you know, for a good amount of money so don't take that the wrong way it wasn't like I was trying to hurt him I just wanted to win sure. um, yeah but uh so in in pushing I didn't want him to get into uh a pronated position to be able to turn around and try to come into a press like it ended up happening. But I mean, I was dying after about the five minute mark and, uh, I, uh, I could feel my body felt like it was overheating. That's why I ripped my shirt off after the match. Yeah. Don't let Watson. He's trying to show those big ass arms off. He yeah. did have big arms that night, Jerry. I'm not going to lie, mate. The good as I've seen him look for a few years. <laughs> I was going to go stick my head in that ice bucket. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. Yeah. He, yeah, I thought that I had, I thought that I had a, a stripper. I thought, Jesus, this stripper's a bit rough looking. <laughs> I, I was waiting for you to pull out a couple dollar bills. <laughs> Joking aside, though, guys, I mean, obviously you you you're both well aware that the fella on the other side of the table from you hasn't got any quit at him. When you guys meet, it's as you both said, it's always a ridiculous career ender. Um, when you got into that last round, I want to sort of walk we, we, the controversy aside. We'll come to that. Uh, in a little while, but going into that, where was your respective gas tank at? I'm going to start with Mike. I mean, obviously, at this point in time, uh, I can't remember exactly how long you're on the clock, but I would say you were averaging what, apart from the first pin, you were probably averaging two to three minutes a match. I know you'd had a couple of sort of four minuters, crazy, crazy long. Did you feel like you had any more in the arm, or were you just on pure willpower? And we'll come to Mike first. Okay, so what part are we asking about? We're talking Why about the last pin, the final okay, the start, the pin. final pin. There was no pin. The there was no pin. pin <laughs> I'm not sure I can win. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you promised me you would win. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not sure I can win. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, that's just kind of where I was. I mean, I, I didn't I didn't know if, the, if it was going to hold up. I didn't know. Once I got the stop. Once I got the stop, I was willing to let my arm break. You know, I was like, I'm not quitting. I'm in this. I have to outlast this dude. You know, I I mean, I was climbing out of the strap. I'm going to try to transition. And honestly, I went back and watched it. And that one time where I get behind my shoulder and I start to press and the strap comes really far apart. And you thought oh, it's that's my pretty arm yeah. away, that's yeah. my arm about to give away. I think in that spot, had that strap held from there, I might have could have pushed him. But as soon as it came apart, I'm like, ah, shit. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's just 
complete desperation to hold on until he gave up or fouled out. Yeah. I had no other recourse, you know, but I was, I wasn't going to quit. You know, I just had to stay in there and, and fight to the end, but going into round five and I don't see either one of us were saying, Oh, I'm going to win this one. They're like, I don't know if I'm going to win this one. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you mm. just don't know. I mean, and anybody who's an arm wrestler that wants to put themselves in our shoes and assume or make statements about what they would have done. Bullshit. Well, let's be honest. Most guys. Yeah. Most guys guys never have that kind of experience. I mean, who the hell has that? Exactly. We've been there. We've done it. We know what it takes. We know, we know how far you have to dig. I don't give a shit what anybody else said, what they would have done in that situation. You're in there and you're in it for all you got. I was just going to say, guys, that's got to be the hardest. I mean, unless I'm missing something here, I know you've both been in career enders before with each other. Jerry with John and the UAL. Mike, you've had various ones with Kanai. But they've usually been a single round within a match. You know what I mean? When you met each other, you had had a a real bomber in there as well. But I'm going to say that's probably the hardest match of either of you's career, to be honest, because I can't remember you having back-to-back three, four, maybe even five-minute or close to five-minute matches within the same super match. And that's what you did. I mean, it was, it was. who the hell has done that? Can you, have, have either of you seen anybody else have a super match that long? No, we did it last year. But yeah, only that one, year. not that long. No, it was, you had the one screen. Yeah, we had the one long one, and then we had, you know, the other one where on round four, three, where you fouled out, and mm-hmm. then round four, when I fouled out. And they were decent, but they weren't that. The closest thing to it was the first time we pulled since 2007. We pulled in 2013 for UAL. The first match was two minutes, two and a half minutes. The second was 145, and the third was 245. And I may have matches one and three confused, but I know there was a 245, there's a minute 45, there's a two and a half. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember Jerry saying, dude, I'm outside puking, and somebody's trying to ask me, like, fuck you, leave me alone. You know what I'm saying? Because... That That's was true. Word. That's true. I had to go that outside and lay word. on the ground. I thought I was going to die. Yeah, I mean, then we and then we outdo it. You know, now we. That was the worst war I've ever been in consecutively, and then we do it again, but even worse this time. It's yeah. just a. It's a matchup that you know somebody said I was watching some shit that like after last year I said I never want to see that match again, and mm. then you see it this year you're like I can't wait to see that match again because it's just two guys who contrasting styles, you know. And neither one of us want to quit. Yeah, yeah. So, you, in, 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 in stylistically, you're extremely different. Character set, you're extremely similar in terms of your desire and will to win. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, let's be honest here. All the attention has shifted to uh, the fundamental issues with the strap, uh, the the manner in which the match ended. But let's be honest, that was already an incredible battle absolutely as good as it gets right up to the point where we saw the strap fail outside of that you encapsulate the entire match outside of that it pretty much delivered tenfold you know it was a screamer an absolute screamer so it's almost a it it, it sort of makes it more of a shame that they had the, the the issue with the strap in the last round because I feel like it sort of did a disservice to what was otherwise a stupid match. You know, it was an incredible match. Now, you know, you can say, oh, well, we get to run it back. But 
you know, did you both at any at any point prior to the strap failing, did you feel like you were in the stronger position? We'll start with Mike. In round five, I felt yeah. like I had, you know, I was basically center to his side of the table the whole time, but I had superior position right now. He does have his entire tricep and shoulder engaged on top of me, but, I mean, I've got him compromised. I just really have zero outs. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's literally my bicep and hammer and the stuff is going to have to outlast his just ability to breathe. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause he's in there. He's laid on it. And if he can keep oxygen, I've got to outlast that somehow. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know how much force it was putting on his arm in that position because we were both pretty well, pretty well maxed out in my opinion. But in a, yeah, I felt like I had great position, but no real way to finish. Yeah. What about yourself, Jerry? Same question. Did, prior to the strap pulling apart, did you feel, and I know obviously you had major issues when it did, but once before the strap came apart, did you feel like you were in a good position to finish that match? I felt confident that if I got my shoulder behind my wrist, there was no way it was going to go my side of the table. And the only way I would lose is if it was a foul. So uh, I was just trying to focus on getting on top of his hand and uh, pushing down and then just keeping the pressure on and praying mm -hmm. that uh, he was going to run out of gas before I ran out of gas. Ladies and gents, we've got to take a short break just now, but please do not go anywhere. We will be back with the monster and the gingerbread man in just a few. Welcome back to World Arm Wrestling League this week, ladies and gents. I'm Neil Pickup, and if you are just joining us, you've been missing out on an absolute cracker. Tonight's guests are Monster Michael Todd, the heavyweight champion of the world, and Jerry Cataret, the man who ran him so close at 506 Atlanta. Let's get back into the mix with tonight's guests. Jerry, obviously... Um... A lot of controversy and talk that you were being advised in the corner to lift your elbow and foul out of the match to get the restart. Is there any truth in that, or is it just a lot of garbage? What what actually was said in the corner? Were you were people telling no, you to no, do no. that? What went down? The my reasoning behind lifting my elbow was when I was going and the strap was completely apart, and mm -hmm. Michael didn't Michael didn't have hold of my hand at all. He had the strap, and he was definitely on his side of the table. So he was looking good. And I had, you know, like one finger or two fingers touching the bottom of his hand. Yep. I could have just taken those two fingers off. Right. But mm -hmm. Bart, Bart, when I said to Bart, the strap is messed up. I'm sure if you replay the tape, you'll hear me say it about five mm -hmm. times. And uh, he said, you got to slip through it. Right. And I'll give you the restart. Right. So I made the judgment call. I had one foul and I was like, fuck that. I'm going to lift my elbow. I'm going to slip through the straps, show that the strap's already done. I mean, the whole the whole world already knows the strap's cooked. And if Michael had pinned me to his side of the table, my hand would have stayed up enough that I wouldn't have touched the pad. And if I mm. went to the table, there's no way I could have touched Michael to the pad. So we're just pulling for fun. You know, like no winner would have come. So the only way you're going to win is a foul. So I said, I'll give the foul and then we get a restart in a proper strap. Yeah. So when I lifted the elbow, my fingers came out. So I left it up in the air. And to show that my fingers were out, and then, sure enough, they didn't care. <laughs> they just said I didn't bring it back down. 
And I was like, I didn't want to bring him back down and keep going. Now I had two fouls, right, and then keep going. The whole point of me doing it was to show that the strap was no good. Mm. But what now, a judgment call I made, and I, I, I took the penalty. You know, yeah. I, I knew what I was doing when I did it. So, I mean, it wasn't like it was going to be a surprise. I just really, truly thought the outcome was going to be that, okay, we're going to restart it because obviously the strap's no good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, i got to admit that, you know, I think everybody can agree on the fact that the fundamental integrity of the strap was lost. But Bart's in a, in a no-win situation there because the rules, uh, as they were published at the time, um, state, as they do with every other organisation, actually, with, with the exception of Arm Wars. But outside of that, I don't know of any other organisation where... Uh, if you have got contact on the hands of the arm wrestlers at any point, so as you say, Jerry, you've got finger contact onto Michael's hand, the match continues. Personally, I don't agree with that rule. I think it's flawed, and I think that World Arm Wrestling League should change it. That is my personal uh, opinion. Um, but Neil, that's why Neil, that's why I, I lifted up my elbow and took my fingers off of his hand to so, show that it wasn't done. It so what you're done. saying is that you actually got your fingers off Mike's hand, but with but when your elbow was in the air. Right. Okay. Yeah, so that's why that wasn't... Uh, I'd have to watch the tape back in that respect. But I think uh, I think going forward, I, I, I genuinely do expect that that... To be honest, forget World Arm Wrestling League for a moment. I would like to see that particular rule addressed everywhere and anywhere in arm wrestling because I do think if you lose the integrity of the strap, you're losing the purpose for which the strap is designed. That's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to give you that that key anchor point that you need in order to finish a match. As soon as that's lost, as long as the match is stopped immediately at that point, I don't think anybody would have any uh, grounds for complaint. To be perfectly honest, you know, you can you yeah. can say that oh, one guy would be in a better position, but if if that's the rule, I don't think you'd get too many complaints because it there were to to put it bluntly. Uh, it, it started to look a mess at that point. Neither of you guys were happy. Your arms were in very, very ugly positions. If you watch that back, you got in some weird positions. And also, it's very difficult there to operate within your own elastic limits because you're not sure where the hit's coming from or how much pressure's there. I know that you dropped exponentially in terms of the level of power, but it's an ugly, strange way to arm wrestle. Just checking that sort of theory with you guys... Would would it have bothered you if the match had been stopped immediately that the strap gave? Not me. <laughs> so you're the same, Mike. You would have been happy for that to happen. Hello, Mike. Have we lost you, buddy? I think we may have lost Mike, Jerry. We'll try and call him back in just a moment. Uh, it looks like when I look at my phone, it looks like his microphone's off. Yeah. Let me Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, there back. you go, Mike. I got you. We 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 back. lost you there for a moment, mate. Um, I was just yeah, okay, cool. I had, gone, I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good call, yeah. dude. You know, yeah, there you uh, go. All right, so yeah, um, you know, if they would have said, okay, the, the strap's gonna hurt, let's restart it. Mm-hmm. Yes, great, but don't restart it the same fucking strap, you know what I'm saying, or put two straps on us, do something that's gonna hold us together, you know what I mean? Um, because we're gonna be in the same boat again. So, if, I'm gonna answer your first question that you asked him, did anyone in his corner tell him? to lift his elbow. I have no idea what they're saying in this corner. I just felt like I should, you know, accuse Devin of some shit. So <laughs> that's, that's 100% the reason I said that. Like, right. pointing oh, at yeah. me under the table when I'm in Dave's corner, 
I'm going to call him out on some shit when he's, I don't know if it's real. I don't even know. I had no, how am I supposed to know what they're saying in your corner? But I, it has to be Devin doing something wrong. That's my opinion. So <laughs> that's where I go with that. And then what were we talking about after that? Oh yeah. L- the lifting of the elbow. So the, that would have been the case, you know, had he lifted his elbow up and would have been round foul two had my elbow came up like it did the previous round. So the previous round, Jerry did a very similar move, and it knocked my elbow up in the air too, which stopped the match, and we got a restart. Well, I was aware of that. So I'm like, if this shit happens again, I'm keeping my elbow down because I know the rules are. If you foul and I foul, then the match stops and you're awarded the foul. But if you foul and I do not foul and you keep the foul, then that's the, they start counting fouls. Mm-hmm. Again, I so disagree like, with that rule. I don't like but that. But that is the rule. Well, that is but the that's rule. the rule. Yeah. So I'm like, there's a lot of money on line. I can't say how much it is on, on my end, but I'm just like, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> Give me my damn money. <laughs> now, I can be hated or whatever, whatever. You know, the, the thing is, we just went through war. The two of us just battled like two people I've never seen in my 30 years arm wrestle go at it like that. But at that point, for me, the battle was over. I had won. The money's mine, and the hammer's great, but I needed the money. So, in my mind, if they would have came back and said, hey, we want to see this thing finished, you're declared the champion, but we want to see who the better man is and threw some extra money on the table. Injury or not, let's roll. I'd have done it again. But at that point, I was risking everything with nothing to gain. You know, can you say people like, well, you you knew you were going to lose. Well, no, I I did. I wasn't. I, I couldn't say, oh, I'm – I'm I'm 100% sure Jerry's going to beat me, but I couldn't say that. I mean, I didn't think I was going to lose, but I can't say I was 100% sure I was going to win. You know, oh, let's do it again. I'm going to beat him again. Well, hell, I don't know. This been, shit's been crazy. So there is no way I'm going to be like, all right, screw the rules. Let's do it again. And then you got all these guys like, well, I would have done it. Dude, I've done it every time in my career. When it was me and Marcio for a $1,000 super match, he fouled out in round three. I had him 2-0. He fouls out. I'm going to come on back up here. Let's do it again. And he pins me, but then I'm beating him 3-1. to one. We can talk about all the time someone's been this and been that and been great. They weren't in my shoes. They weren't there. Screw them, my opinion. But that's what I got. Yeah, I think um, I think most people in that situation um, would probably have taken a similar. I thought that the way you handled it was like weird on a lot of levels, and we spoke about that on the night because you were, you know. But we've since that we've clarified the fact that you weren't actually gonna leave the stage. I got called out of the broadcast booth, which was also strange, uh, in order to come and calm you down. And I got down there and pretty much said, "Mike, dude, calm down. Get your ass back on stage." And you said to me, "Look, I'm, I'm not gonna leave, but I'm just not gonna arm wrestle again. I'm done." Those were the actual conversations that took place down there. And we also knew at that point that the call that Bart Wood was going to make didn't actually change. When we first uh, heard Bart come over and start reviewing the tape with Badger, we know that that was the call that was going to be made. The match was over. Uh, What was being discussed there was the situation whether or not the strap changed that and also the fact that you shouldn't be leaving the platformed area. And those were the two main things there, trying to sort of calm you down and to get you back on the platform in order to uh, announce the decision. That's what, that's what I heard when I was down there. Now, obviously, Jerry, you were over in your corner, mate. You you, uh, you, you behaved stoically, but you didn't move at all. Did you think at that point in time, were you aware? I'd, I'd already told you what the outcome of the decision 
was going to be to some extent, or, or alluded to that. Had he said, look, that's it, it's over, or nothing at no. all? No, nothing was said at all. I, uh, I was waiting and keeping my fingers crossed that my decision was going to work, mm-hmm. and uh, it didn't. <laughs> no, no, no. And, and funnily enough, the last time you guys met, I seem to recall it ended on something similar. You ended on a foul last time, didn't you, as well? It was, yeah, elbow foul. Is it uh, elbow foul? False start foul. I false guarded. Oh, false uh, foul. I'm gotten sorry. I yeah. one soda blow the table foul. I'd gotten one take my hand off the hand peg foul because I wiped sweat out of my eyes. And my third foul was they closed your hand, close your, close your thumb, close your hand, and I went before go and I fouled out. Mm-hmm. But... So here we are. We finished the series. Michael, you uh, retain the hammer. Do you sort of walk away from that um, feeling like you've got unfinished business there with Jerry? Let's let's base base uh, that question on the on the potential that when the new series does begin, there would be a new strap. Is that the match you'd like to start things off to sort of clarify that? In a perfect world, Jerry retires today. And we never arm wrestle again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. Yeah. That's an option for you, Jerry. I'm just letting you know. Uh, oh, thanks. If that's thanks. not going to happen, then yeah, let's roll. Give me, a, give me a, a wider strap and let's make this shit happen. I'm, I'm, dude, I like Jerry. Jerry and I, are, I've always been cool. Um, so Absolutely. It's always a war. Yeah. So I'm cool with it. We can run it back. That's fine. You know, anything to, to die Devin another shot. Makes it work for me. Hell, I'll, I'll wrestle you next, Neil. Hey, man. Maybe it's funny. I'll be there. I need all to these months. people out there that think Devin Lair is, is the man and because he's heavier and he won a left handed match, I don't think he beats either one of us right now. No <laughs> way. No way. Now, that's interesting because obviously, Jerry, I want to I I address that with you, mate. Devin, bigger than we've ever seen him. I think he was like 273 to 277, somewhere around there with or without clothes. Now, that that size obviously may have put some significant power on him. We've seen him have some great wins. He wore his way to victory over Dave Chafee, who is unbelievably powerful. That's a bigger man than you faced last time. However, when you faced each other last time, I think it's fair to say that you were sort of just getting back into your stride a little bit. Just give people some background on that, Jerry. Yeah, they announced that I had the match and about maybe they called me the month before because they wanted me to take the match in April and uh, I I had my family vacation already planned in April yeah. so I, I didn't take it and uh, I was gone for 10 days in April so they gave me the one in May against Devin and uh, told me why I was away in April so mm. uh I figured I could get ready quick, and uh, I was wrong, you know. But uh, I, I, I also made mistakes going against Devin, and that I won't, I won't pick again. But uh, and he weighed heavy too. He was two sixty eight when he pulled me in uh, in May, so he he was bulking up. But that's okay. I I, I would I feel very confident if we were to go against him. And, and I like Devin too, but um, I just don't I don't think that. Um, I, I'm pretty confident I'll win. Do you feel like you've learned quite a bit about him from a technical standpoint then, mate? Obviously, we saw that he he kept right. He was riding the bone with you, kept right in the centre, tried to make sure you were on the B side early. Uh, you came back and shocked him with a win, middle middle match or middle rounds. Do you feel like you learned a lot about his style? Yeah, and 
And I also screwed up one of the other. I, yeah, I think it was match three where I drove him almost to the pad and I thought I pinned him. I looked up to the ref. When I looked up to the ref, if you watch, I let up position because I thought I'd already pinned him. Okay. And uh, I made it. That was a terrible mistake, but because I should, I would have just stayed on it. Naturally, I'd normally stay on it, but I pinned him down. I thought I pinned him and then I let him up some and then I fucked up. So in, a, in an ideal world, Jerry, who would your next match be? Would you like to run it run it no. back with Mike, or would you prefer Devin? Me, me and Mike. Me and Mike next. Of course, <laughs> yeah, I have the uh... hammer. Why we pull Devin? What right. More matches. Well, no, it's just the, I, I really want – I love going against Michael, and I think we're evenly matched. And I, uh, I think that if you know, I'm totally healthy, he's totally healthy, let's, let's have a battle, right? Yeah. And then uh, – you know, I I hate that it's like a it's gonna kill me now for however many months it is to know that I, I effed up and uh fouled out and it didn't work, you know. <laughs> um so I just want that rubber match and also I want that the hammer, but the the check that comes along with it's nice too. Who's the hardest match out there in the heavyweight division now outside of Mike Jerry for yourself? I mean obviously you've still got Big Dave waiting in the wings there as well. And, and, and you guys have pulled pretty infrequently in the past. And I think he's on a winning record against you. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah Dave has the winning record against me. Um, but I mean, you're going back years now. And mm -hmm. uh, I think um, Dave back then versus Dave right now, I think Dave was better than. I don't think Dave's come back from his injury yet, you know? Um, and I mean, I could be wrong, but I just. Uh, Whatever I, I, I look at it as uh, Dave. Uh, Dave lost to Mike, and Dave lost to Devin, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And uh, right. he lost uh, three zero, I think, to both. Mm -hmm. so, uh, no, he got a pin against Devin, I think. Oh, did he? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he I, got th one I thought he, I thought he got the first pin, but it got called back. I thought he got. It one. did, and then it went again, and he got the second. Yeah. Pin, so. Okay, all right, so three one, but whatever. I'm, there's there's no eluding the fact Dave Chafee's strong and yeah, and he pulls and he pulls in a different fashion than they mm -hmm. do, um, and they beat him by holding him out and you know wearing him out, and I'm more inside just power against power, so uh, I think it's a, a a tougher match, but I think it it goes over quicker too. And one more question before you we let you guys go for Michael. Even though Jerry is the hardest match, it would seem for you by a country mile out there, Mike. You're saying that you would prefer to pull Jerry again in a rematch uh, early in the next season rather than face Devon. Is that because you just feel that there's that unfinished business there, or you want to try and cap off what you started against Jerry, or is it just to upset Devon and stop him from getting that shot? What's the sort of real rationale there? All well, of the above. Let me tell you first, <laughs> I do not want any misconceptions that I don't want to pull Devin. We can do that whenever. I'm not messed up about pulling Devin. And that I'll, I'll happily defeat that dude 3-0 whenever they're ready. Well, I think most people will probably think that Jerry's the harder match for you. No, I mean, that, that, I'm just saying. There's, I just don't want any of these Devin Laird fan people saying, oh, Michael wants to pull Jerry because he's afraid of Devin. Mm -hmm. Not the case. But, in my opinion, Jerry... Deserves a, deserves a rematch. I mean, I, 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 I want to pull Jerry without me getting fucking hurt. 
Yeah. Give me a water strap that won't hurt my hand. Mm -hmm. And let's literally see which style is better, which guy's better, which guy has more heart. I want to see it. I want to know. Inquiring minds want to know. You know what I'm saying? Let's find out. I mean, I think it's me. Jerry thinks it's him. Let's find out. How's that sound, Jerry Cataract? I'm I'm available in April. I didn't plan my vacation. See? There you go. There as soon as you're saying April, I'm like, that should happen this year too. Do not plan a vacation in April. You know no, nope. listen. I already told I already told Jamie. I says, listen, fuck my vacation. It can wait. Set this up, <laughs> <laughs> guys. I want to say a massive thanks for getting you on and uh, thank you for taking time out on your Sunday. Sorry to interrupt it. We really appreciate you coming on the show and I hope I can uh, get you guys back on here again soon. Thank you very much, and good to talk to you, Mike and Neil. Yeah, take care, Jerry. It was our pleasure, buddy. We had a good time. Unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, that's all we have time for in tonight's episode. I want to say a massive thank you to tonight's guests, Jerry, the Gingerdread Man, Cadaret, and Monster, Michael Todd, the reigning WAL heavyweight champion of the world. Always great to have those guys on the show I want to also say a massive thank you to each and every one of you for taking the time to tune in, and I hope you'll do the same next time here on the World Arm Wrestling League this week with myself, Neil Pickle. Take it easy, peeps. Sports betting is sweeping across the country faster than the coronavirus, and wagering week is your antidote. I'm Tom Martin, and I'm a veteran sports analyst and respected sports handicapper who helped build ESPN's brand. I've been recognized and awarded by Pro Football Weekly and Gaming Today magazine as the honest handicapper. Let the other guys give you the same old boring sports talk with the same tired storylines. We'll give it to you straight here every Friday on Wagering Week. Don't gamble with other podcasts. Let Sports Garden Network's Wagering Week help your bottom line.